0: From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Wednesday the 21st of December 2022. Now first things first, obviously I'm not Ben or Jack who sometimes hosts. My name is Rory, I do social media for TLDR and also I write for daily briefing. Um, no one else is around to record today so that's why you're stuck with me, but nevertheless I hope you enjoy it. In today's episode, we have a spotlight story on Volodymyr Zelensky's trip to the United States, but as it's not the only thing happening in the world today, we'll run through three of today's other important stories, and in our Nebula-exclusive section, we give you a taste of what to expect from the daily briefing over the Christmas period. But first, Zelensky in the United States. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is heading to the US capital, Washington DC, today on his first known trip outside of Ukraine since Russia invaded in February. Zelensky tweeted this morning that he was on his way to the US to, quote, strengthen resilience and defense capabilities of Ukraine and discuss cooperation between the two countries. It is expected that the Ukrainian president will meet with his US counterpart, Joe Biden, at the White House and also deliver an address to Congress. The idea of a visit was reportedly first discussed in a call between Biden and Zelensky on December the 11th, and then a formal invitation was issued three days later. Given its obviously highly sensitive nature and the potential security threats, the visit was kept under wraps until the story was broken by Punchbowl News, who obtained a letter from House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who urged lawmakers to come to the US Capitol on Wednesday night for a session with a very special focus on democracy. So what exactly can we expect from Zelensky's visit? Well, a statement put out by the White House says that President Biden will announce a significant new package of nearly $2 billion of security assistance for Ukraine. Crucially, though, this new package will come with what the White House calls a very important new capability, a Patriot missile battery. The Patriot system is a sophisticated surface-to-air guided missile system used by the US Army and several of its allies around the world. The US has been supplying Ukraine with HIMARS rocket launchers and NASAM's defense systems, but has previously resisted sending the Patriot system to Ukraine. But continued lobbying from Ukraine and Russia's ongoing attacks on Ukrainian critical infrastructure, which the White House described as barbaric, has finally prompted the US into sending a Patriot battery to Ukraine. The US military will train Ukrainian troops in a third country on how to use the Patriot system, so it is likely to take a little time before becoming operational in Ukraine. Zelensky's visit also comes at a time when the U.S. Congress is set to pass its big end-of-year omnibus spending bill, which includes a further $44 billion in emergency aid for Ukraine. That would be the biggest package of American assistance for Ukraine so far, and take the total amount of USAID to Ukraine since the invasion in February to more than $100 billion. Zelensky's visit to Washington can also be seen as an attempt to shore up support for Ukraine in Congress. So far, assistance packages for Ukraine have been passed in a bipartisan way with support from Democrats and Republicans alike. But in January, Republicans will take control of the House of Representatives, which may cause some unease in Ukraine. As ahead of the U.S. midterm election, the House's top Republican Kevin McCarthy suggested that a Republican-controlled House might not be inclined to write a, quote, blank check for Ukraine. Okay, so that's the biggest story of the day, but there's a lot more going on around the world, so here's a rundown of three other stories. We turn to Afghanistan now, where the Taliban government has banned women in the country from attending university, marking a further crackdown on women's freedoms in the country following the Taliban's takeover last year. In a letter to all government and private universities, Afghanistan's Minister of Higher Education wrote that, according to a cabinet decision, you are all informed to immediately implement the mentioned order of suspending the education of females until further notice. The letter rather ominously adds, make certain that the order is executed. The Taliban has defended the ban, saying it was necessary to preserve, quote, national interest and women's honour. Some women protested the move in Kabul on Wednesday, but the small demonstrations were quickly shut down. The move marks a doubling down on restricting women's access to formal education, coming after the Taliban decided to exclude women from most secondary schools and impose restrictions on the subjects that they could study. The United States Special Rapporteur for Afghanistan called the Taliban's decision a new low, further violating the right to equal education and deepening the erasure of women from Afghan society. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app of choice to listen along. Now, over here in Britain, the country is facing a very difficult winter. Following an inflation and cost of living crisis, many workers in both the public and private sector are feeling the squeeze. Pay offers have generally fallen well below inflation, which is currently still at over 10%, meaning many workers face a real-terms pay cut. This has led to rail workers, postal workers, nurses, border force officers, bus drivers, teachers, and emergency service workers and more to strike or plan strikes in protest. Today marks the first day of an ambulance worker strike, which is the first in a generation. This is set to be one of the most potentially dangerous strikes, with Health Minister Will Quince issuing advice suggesting that people should try not to get drunk or engage in dangerous sports in an attempt to reduce demand for emergency services. He even went as far as to suggest that people should avoid unnecessary car journeys. A member of the opposition Labour Party has suggested that his comments are an admission of government failure. Meanwhile, the Liberal Democrats said if the Health Secretary cannot keep ambulances running over the winter period, then he should resign. A diplomatic spat between Peru and Mexico has deepened after Peru ordered the Mexican ambassador to leave the country within 72 hours and declared him persona non grata. The feud between the two Latin American countries came about after the impeachment and arrest of Peru's now former president, Pedro Castillo. He now faces charges of rebellion and conspiracy after he attempted to dissolve the opposition-controlled Congress in what his critics called an attempted coup. Peru's decision to expel the Mexican ambassador came hours after Mexico's top diplomat announced that his country had granted asylum to the family of Pedro Castillo. Peru's foreign ministry said that the move was due to repeated statements from the highest authorities of Mexico regarding the political situation in Peru, which constitutes unacceptable interference in internal affairs. Mexico's president, Andrés Manuel López Obrador, has criticised the removal of Castillo, who is a fellow leftist, calling it undemocratic and stressing that he still recognises him as the country's leader. Now, the government of Peru has announced that it has formally approved the safe passage of Castillo's wife and children to Mexico. In the final uplifting story today, we discuss electric trucks. In an attempt to improve their green credentials, the U.S. Postal Service will purchase around 66,000 electric trucks, which will become known as next-generation delivery vehicles. The trucks and associated infrastructure will cost the Postal Service around $9.6 billion, of which $3 billion will come from Biden's recent Inflation Reduction Act. This costly upgrade is something that many see as essential, though. The current fleet of petrol-powered postal trucks lack a lot of the features that are essential for safety and basic driver comfort, such as air conditioning and airbags. The Postmaster General joked that the current fleet of 30-year-old trucks are best suited to museums rather than our hard-working carriers. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want to see our discussion of what's to come on TLDR Daily in the next couple of weeks, then watch the extended ad-free edition of the Daily Briefing over on Nebula. And if you've ever considered signing up for Nebula before, now might be the time to do it, as there's an offer which gets you a year of membership for less than $1 a month. That's huge, because Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also an extended edition of the show every single day, available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. They also get access to a ton of other exclusive ad free TLDR content, as well as videos from all your favorite creators. The good news is, like I mentioned, our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service which offers some of the world's best documentaries, is offering an incredible deal whereby you can get both platforms, that's CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $12 a year. That's all of the documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream, and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing and other full exclusive TLDR videos. And it's always ad free. Click the link below to get both services for less than a dollar a month and support the channel.